Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at Michael Block Talk, on Twitter at Block Talk NYC, and visit theaternow.com for its news reviews and interviews. We're about to pop off Ate. 12 new queens are about to take the Philippines by a storm. Put on that sunscreen because summer is about to get hot. It's time to talk all things Drag Race Philippines 2. And joining me is the fabulous Precious Henry. Hello. Hello, Mabu. Hi. I feel like we've we've done this preview before. You know I do get a sense of deja vu. I deja do. vu. I do. Yeah. Friends, Drag Race Philippines 2 is here, and as y'all know, I was obsessed with the first season. I got to meet the majority of the cast from season one. They are all lovely. Um, I'm excited. I'm really excited for this cast. The vibe I got from the Meet the Queens was a very, like... It had that season seven vibe of the young versus old because all the older queens had something yeah. to say about the young queens and all the young queens had something to say about the older queens. Um, and it does feel like the some of these young queens are hungry. Uh, so I, I want to see like just, just how these personalities are going to clash. Absolutely. Now, friends, here's how we're going to do things. Let's start off with the facts. The series will be hosted by Paolo Balasteros, a.k.a. Mama Pal, with permanent judges Khaled Karen and Jiggly Caliente. As far as the rest of the Motley crew, um, I don't know why they don't get the same billing as the two of them, but based on the preview trailer, they're back. Yeah, we saw all We saw every single one of them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This season will premiere on HBO Max in the Philippines, Crave in Canada, Wild Presents Plus everywhere else on August 2nd. The season will prim- primarily be presented in English with portions in Tagalog. This is the first Filipino season to include three transgender contestants and feature queens from the Southwest Tagalog region, Central Visayas, and Northern Mindanao. I don't know geography. I know I was given a little lesson recently, and I don't recall any of it. Um, but find a map, and we will find out where they are and we'll learn about it as we talk we'll about learn it, we'll sure. learn that's why that's why we're doing it we're gonna learn now i i love watching the preview trailers but the thing that i watch for the preview trailers are the guest judges and we got some of guest course. judges let's we talk about some who good we have. guest judges we have almira and mylene cercado ann curtis gloria diaz kim molina tessa prieto marcelo soriano bretman rock and pangina heels motherfucker I love that Pangina has gone from like host, contestant, lip sync assassin, guest judge. I was like, I'm here winner for it. Of global All Stars. Oh, exactly. She well, because it's like she has star quality all over her. It's Absolutely. just like she's she's funny. She's energetic. It's like she knows when to be a bitch, but she also knows when like how she knows how to play the game. And she's kind. She's sweet. and she's so kind. She's so sweet. Did you watch her, her tongue tied with her doing? I did. The, I did watch tongue tied. I, I thought that was hilarious. I thought it was so much fun. Season two coming up. Oh yes, I, I, I'll watch it. I'll watch it now. 
you know how this works. I always ask, mm-hmm. what do you want to see out of the season? Now, for me, I always want to see more Filipino culture infused throughout. Um, obviously, I have um, a love for um, this franchise. And now that there's a, a little uh, Broadway musical that people can go see here, <laughs> Lies of Love, you can learn more about it, mm-hmm. uh, including Amanda Marcos. But here's what I really want, what I really, really want. And I think I already have the answer, but I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear it yet. I want a song that is better than Papa Fate. It's impossible, but they're going to try. Well, we I believe isn't like the isn't like the week one girls isn't the single already out? Like I saw them posting that. Yes. I found that so the reason I find is, so strange that the they have already posted. Oh, it leaked. Okay, so they had to cover their asses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, I believe actually both of them are out, and like they've. Instagram has put lyrics out, so you know what's going to happen. It's now okay. How it I'm, I haven't. I saw because I'm following Ovacon. I saw that she had posted with her group, so I thought I'm not sure if she's week one or week two. So I was like, okay, they're already they're already promoting. That's weird. It's not even out yet. Right. And I'm, so, I'm but I haven't looked. I haven't things. searched for it yet. So I'm like, I want to be surprised. I want to listen to it. I want to. I want to see, get the envision of it, like hear it for the first time, and be like. Yes, it's it, it, it's up there with pop-off or I'm like, it was a good try, girls. Good try. What do you want to see out of this season? Well, the girl group challenge, because I apparently love those. Um, those are my favorite. Uh, I, I want to, I guess, more Filipino culture. The girls, I want the girls that I wasn't feeling in their Meet the Queens to surprise yes. me. And I want the ones that I like, instantly kind of fell for i just want to see how well they're going to do like i really want them to go far well that's a fantastic segue for what <laughs> we're about to do exactly. to avoid any potential spoilers rather than discussing the cast through predictions we will go through them through excitement points tm we have given the cast excitement points tm from 12 for who we are most excited for and one for who we are least excited for I've tallied up the points and we will go from who we are least excited for to who we are most excited for. Now, girls, if you are listening, it's not that we're not excited for you. There's just other people who are a little more excited for it. No shade. No shade. I will Um, say trying to get my list in an actual order was really hard. There were the ones who I liked right away. I think I watched the Meet the Queens three times, had one list, watched again, moved people around, watched again, and sent you the finalized one. And even then I'm like, do I really like that person more than this person? Or I'm more excited for her. I'm like, you know, it's it. I just have to send it in. But a that's lot of them I felt were like equal playing field, just a matter of like and, and that, and that's how where they fall. I mean, now, friends, there is a fabulous photo shoot that they did last season. Uh, Precious and I had no idea what the jeepney was and that's what nope. their theme was. Uh, this year they've done it down for the world. Um, it's summer. In, in beautiful tropical colors, very similar to the All-Star 6 promo colors. Very similar. It also gives me Lisa Frank. Yes. Uh, well, like, literally, like I think M one degree. of the queens has, a, has the Lisa Frank dolphin in their photo. Oh, that's, what, that's the one. It's her image. I'm like, this is a Lisa Frank background, if there ever was one. And it's just like, and all the rest just is like with there's just abundance of the fruits, the flamingos and everything. It's just like, it's summer at the beach and I'm here for it. Now, as we go through the Queens of Friends, I will again preemptively say, I apologize if I get things wrong. 
Um, we are here to learn. I learned a lot about Filipino culture from season one, um, and I'm ready to learn more about it from season two. Precious, are you ready to start with our least excited queen? I'm, 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 my energy levels are here for her, yes. All right. This person, uh, we're both pretty low on. I have her at two, you have her at three. From Cagayan de Oro in the Philippines, it is Hanabeshi. Hanabeshi, an architect by day and a dazzling drag queen by night, effortlessly blends her creative professions, representing the vibrant drag community together with her sisters from the House of La Fea and the queer events managing team that is G-Spot. Hanabeshi pushes for drag and queer visibility in Cagayan de Oro City. Hana infuses a delightful blend of camp and creativity into the competition. With every performance, she paints a vivid picture of self-expression, adding new hues to the evolving palette of drag. Hanabeshi is a pun on the Filipino appliance brand, Hanabishi. Okay. She's been doing drag for four years. She says that the drag scene in Cagayan de Oro is very young, but full of potential. That's what all the twinks say. They, mm-hmm. Her drag is considered big, bold, and beautiful with a touch of camp. And she is excited for the design challenge. Now, my question this season for Hanabeshi is, she's very young and full of potential, but is potential good enough in a group filled with stars? And that's why I have her so low. Give me your first thoughts on Hannah. I think when I watched them originally, she, hers was one of the ones I couldn't remember. I watched it again and I was like, okay, I do like your personality. So that's why I moved her from last uh, to from my number one place to like number three. And it was just where I'm like, going. there was something like about it, like the usefulness where I'm like, I think you will go, you'll do pretty well, but I think there's just a lot of bigger personalities that I think are going to like have a longer lasting impact. Absolutely. Um, yeah, there, there was something about her that I just didn't vibe with. And I think it might, might actually be partially um, due to the promo look and her sitting in that seat trying to keep that headpiece on her head. Um, headpiece. It's it's great. I love the Carmen Miranda this of it all. But it was very much like, yeah, that's a, the, you, where you're sitting. That's a lot of to do. The look is by Jim Boy, Bahian Versade, hair by Holly Dimitro, headpiece by Pinky. Um, I do like the color story. I like mm-hmm. the frills and the the ruffles. Love that this um, cape, this gown is lined in that beautiful purple fuchsia. Yeah. Um, it's well put together. It's well created for this look, and I I will compliment it. It's the head up that I, there's something off about her. It almost looks like her mug. Um, may have been altered after the fact and it looks like she may or may not have been punched in the face it it does it is giving me the fact it's like they found a better picture of her face and put it on this image yeah um and again the headpiece it, it it's because of the way it's tied it's giving toothache um oh, yeah oh. which is not cute and, and the, the way that it affects the hair it forces the hair to make a weird shape so the neck down beautiful love it could have done something better on top yeah i yeah it's the headpiece is like kind of off i think if she had done different hair it might have worked but yeah with what she was going hair wise it uh, yeah and also phil this picture yeah it 
makes it does it it does give the vibe that they kind of were like here's the photo oh let's tweak it a little bit by throwing your face here and think you know she maybe did it did it could have been like she made like her face was making a stupid face and she was just like um let's change it yeah um i will give it a two i'm gonna give it to you i honestly think the looks they brought it there was only one girl i was like did you get the wrong assignment um but yeah, otherwise I was like, every single look was like, oh my God. Oh, oh, next one. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, it was, they they really brought it for the promo this year. Audience, 87% tube, 13% boot. All right, moving forward. You have her at six. I have her at the bottom because I just did not vibe with her. Her name is Varushka Levels. She is 37 years old from Cebu City, Philippines, originally from Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Hailing from Hong Kong, Varushka Levels is no stranger to the realms of fashion and beauty. As a skilled photographer and makeup artist, she has lent her talents to luminaries like Rita Ora, Nikki Hilton, and acclaimed Filipino celebrities such as Gretchen Barato. Having made a name for herself as a drag queen abroad, Varushka Levels now sets her sights on serving an exquisite blend of charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent in her motherland, enrapturing tra- audiences with her artistry and creative prowess. Verushka comes from her admiration for German supermodel Verushka Levels. On the other hand, um, <laughs> from the drag house, she belongs to the legendary house of Levels. Levels. She says that drag queens in Hong Kong are treated like celebrities as they are like walking Barbies. Um, did you see Barbie yet? Oh my God, I went opening night. I went, thir- I went the Thursday beforehand. Did you so dress much up fucking Barbie? Day. No, I just wore I just wore like a a, a brightly colored dress shirt because I was coming from work, but it was so much fucking pink in that in the auditorium. My question this season for her: She loves to assert, refer to herself in third person, but will mm-hmm. she be the first person out? This is why I didn't vibe with her because I can't stand people who do that. I really cannot stand it because it's it's a level of ego. Yeah. She actually, on the first go, she was actually much higher. Uh, and then watching it again, I was like, you know, it was uh, like, well, there's something about your confidence that is that, that's making me not like you as much as I did the first time through. So I was like, I'm going to go. So that's why she got dropped to six. And I'm like, I'm like, but I also think that you are. She also has like the drive and i think the polish to go far so i was like okay i think i i can i was feeling that from her but it was like yeah i'm like if she's an early out i wouldn't be surprised yeah she um, does have she does also have kind of like i think it's her personality is kind of a little jarring so i don't know that could that could be that that could make her last longer you never know it it just wasn't warm and inviting and there was there felt like there was a wall up um speaking of walls um she clearly has a wall of feathers. This um, look, <laughs> no designers listed aside from her hair, which is by Rans Panajinanan. Um, I hate this. I absolutely hate this because these feathers look cheap. I don't hate it. I like that it was giving like a bird of paradise kind of vibe to it. I didn't mind it. I will give it like a very soft toot. Like it fucked up her face like it was the, the feathers got in her face like she had to navigate around it mm-hmm. um and again fine birds of paradise great but maybe the show fucked her over by putting her next to flamingos and then you have these other colors and it's like no just give me the pink 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a boot for me. Okay. The audience agrees with me. 38% to 62% <laughs> boot. Um, yeah, this is one that I was like, I need you to wow me because I am not living. You know, and um, she could be the silhouette of this year. You know how both of us were not feeling her and look at where she was top four. Like, I still don't feel silhouette, but that's a different story. <laughs> um, okay, next up. I have her at three, you have her at five. It is Captivating Cat Cat. Uh, currently in Antipolo, hometown Quezon City. Captivating Cat Cat, one of the most prominent drag queens in the Philippines, holds audiences captivated with her extraordinary talents. As a transgender woman, she has fearlessly embraced her identity and shattered boundaries in the drag world. Her claim to fame is a viral video of her rendition of Let It Go, which garnered attention from all over the world. Countless titles have been bestowed upon her, including the coveted VP's Choice Awards for Favorite Local Drag Queen of the Year, cementing her status as a luminary in the drag community. She currently performs at the 1690 Entertainment Bar, a cherished haven for the LGBTQ plus and drag community in Manila. All right, so here's what we got. Cat Cat is the actual first name for Captivating Cat Cat. Mm-hmm. Along with Bernie and Miss Jade So, they are the first transgender contestants of Drag Race Philippines. She says she is sexy, sultry showstopper and has been doing drag for 22 years. Uh, since, and she started as a female impersonator. Now, let's talk about it. My question this season, she says that I, I, def, despite defending her actions, will the feelings and emotions of the international fan base prevent her from winning the crown? Now, I did not share with you prior to the podcast about the drama that has unfolded surrounding Captivating Cat Cat. Have you done any research on it? I have not done any research. I heard... Um, just looking through other YouTube videos of people who do reactions and things like that, I did see someone posted that there was some controversy already around Cat Cat as well as Varushka, um, but they didn't specify anything. Um, I have not seen anything from Varushka's, but Cat Cat did go to Twitter to mm-hmm. address it, and I will read you the statement because I do want to talk about it. Um, okay. This is what she said. Dear everyone, I've noticed many posts and messages circulating, and after seeing friends, colleagues, and others trying to explain, I believe it's time for me to speak up. I started doing drag in 2000 when it was commonly known as female impersonation in the Pinoy drag culture. This involved mimicking every aspect of iconic figures, including their costumes, hair, makeup, mannerisms, and even their skin color. Paying attention to these details was crucial for delivering the best performance possible. I grew up watching senior drag queens portray amazing women like Whitney Houston, Grace Jones, and Diana Ross, and I thought that was the right way to be an effective performer. So I embraced this style of drag and incorporated it into my career. I never meant to offend or disrespect anyone or cause harm. I genuinely wanted to pay tribute to the people I impersonated because I deeply admire and uh, resonate with them. Their looks through makeup transformations have inspired me to be and give strong performance and overcome my own struggles. Today, Pinoy drag culture has evolved. And while I may not fully understand all the changes, I wholeheartedly embrace its beautiful evolution. 
I hope this explanation provides some clarity. I genuinely apologize to anyone who may have been offended by these images. I acknowledge that ignorance is not an excuse, and I am committed to learning from this experience and being more sensitive. I promise that I will never repeat these actions. Once again, I am truly sorry and appreciate your understanding. Thank you. Not everyone took so kindly to that. They still tried to drag her. I feel that's the one thing I have issue with in regards to like cancel culture. It's I understand something, finding things in people's past of them saying and doing stupid shit. But if they've been a cat, but if they have proven that that's not who they are, it's like, yeah, you can't. I, I always feel like if you're getting, if you're going to find someone's Twitter and they're like 15 years old when they're saying stupid bullshit, that's a 15 year old who hasn't like lived in the world yet, sure. who hasn't experienced any of that. And we also, it's one thing for us as Americans to get all up in our grills about, ooh, she did blackface. But it's also, again, we are not in the Philippines. We are not from this region. We don't have the same understanding as they do in regards to how they work around this. And yeah, as she said in her statement, it has evolved and changed. And yeah, maybe it's like, it's people are going like, yes, you can do the perform, wear the outfit, just don't make your face go dark like right and and that's again what you hit on is exactly how i felt from the american perspective no no don't do it you're it's not okay mm -hmm. i don't know how it is in the filipino culture i'm not saying that it's right i'm not defending her actions yeah. it's a different perspective now i mean we have had the conversation before about other people from cultures that we would have thought are a little more similar to ours mm -hmm. but we've learned they're, they're a little behind us yeah drag race down under like it's mm -hmm. a thing that we have to remind ourselves that we are not the target audience here we no. are the secondary audience we are the worldwide audiences for filipinos if the filipinos want to say this is bad great i know it's going to have some effect on her in the future unless she yeah. is the star of the show exactly i also feel like as Americans, we have a different history with it. So, and it's and the, our history comes from a very not a nice place. So, I think it's different because it's like the roots that we pull back from about why we say it's bad it can, aren't going to be the same place for them. So, yeah, it it's it is it feels like it is a double edged sword. Like it, it's like we can all be kumbaya and everything, but we have to just learn from our mistakes and grow. You can change your attitude and your opinions. Um, it's just like, it's going to be the thing where it's like, if you say, oh, I'm so sorry for doing this, but your actions still show that you're not sorry, then it's like, yeah, cancel the bitch. But if you're like, you, you're saying you're sorry, you've addressed it. You've, we've have never seen you do it since then, or in the last, whatever amount of years. So we should be like, all right, let's take her for her word and see where, where she goes. And if, it, if we see something again, down the line, it's like, mm, well, now, now you're sus. The show clearly knew what they were doing because it's not like this is a new queen. She's been yep. around for 22 years. Yeah. Um, so it's not like it's a secret. That's out of the way now. Let's discuss what we see here. Yeah. Uh, the look is by Aria Klang Kawazaki, hair by Martha Amethyst. I think this is cute and pretty. I love the color story. I think she's styled it in a really 
special way. Love the necklace um, and all the shades of purple with that one little pop of orange. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very, very pretty. I think I just want a little more volume in the hair. It's very flat. Yeah, I think compared to the rest of her outfit, she's giving us like a lot of like curves and uh, structure in the look that I think, yeah, the hair just seems a little like soft compared to what... Um, you mean the already like, pony? Yeah, if she would have done like a, even a higher pony, it might have even been like a little bit more because you could have had a more bigger cascade. But yeah, yeah. I, I just like, I liked her personality. That's why I kind of, she was one that I kept moving around. So I, but I was like, you have a really fun personality. That was the other thing. There were a lot of girls that like, when they started, like before it hit record, they would have a little moments that would be like, okay, we're going to see a softer side. But her, it's like hers, from what I recall, I remember just liking that she just felt like it was very on, like nothing that she was just being herself. I agree. I'm I'm here for captivating cat cat. Mm-hmm. Um, the look I will give a toot. Oh, it's a toot. Yes. Audience sixty eight percent toot, thirty two percent boot. Moving on to our next queen, I have a seven for her. You have little excitement for her at two. It is Astrid Mercury from Mandaluyong, Metro Manila, Philippines. She is twenty nine years old. Astrid Mercury serves up mesmerizing array of looks that transition from pretty to absolutely stunning. With a background as a former cheerleader and a stunt queen, she fearlessly delivers performances that leave the audience wanting more. She dons a headset as a dedicated call center agent as her day job, but at night she reigns as a magnetic performer at Nectar Nightclub, club club level, and Chelo. Astrid is based off of the main antagonist of the Filipino television drama Dragon Lady, while Mercury is a direct reference to the periodic table element. She is the drag daughter of Drag Race Philippine One's silhouette, and thus making her the sister of Marina Summers. Oh, um, so I didn't know she was connection. another, another, another daughter. Silhouette has so many children. Is. Now, here's my question of the season. I think this might be why you ranked her so low. She seems to be a bit timid in front of the camera. Will she be able to be camera ready and follow in the footsteps of her mother and bring the drama to the screen? I feel like she's more probably Team Marina based on what Mm -hmm. I saw, but also after going out, after the girl before her, she did not pop and the other girl popped. And we're going to talk about her much later. And that was the thing. That was the thing. Because, like, when I was doing my order, I was, like, the last time I was, like, all right, I'm just going to write their names down and be, like, did I like you more or less than the last girl? All right, here we go. And then it was just, like, as each girl came on, I liked them slightly more than her. There was there was actually one girl I was going to put as my number one, as my lowest points, um, but I gave her more. We'll discuss her when we get to her. But... It, Astrid is one where it's like, I liked her slightly more than the girl I ended up going with my lowest one, but it was that kind of like, her. she came off a little timid. She was one of the ones that was like, being like young queens are better than old queens kind of thing. Like we can do more than the old girls. Um, but yeah, so I was very much like, I want you to surprise me because I think your look is fabulous. Um, your mug is great. But it was very much like you're, you. She was coming across like very new when it, and I was just like, I just wanted some. I wanted her. I want her to pop more. Right, and I, I guess based on the family tree, she would be related to um, Minty Fresh too. Yep. Mm-hmm. She gives me Minty Fresh vibes too, which is not great for camera. Which, not great. great Minty, for exactly. Runway. 
Minty Fresh was one of those like she didn't pop on the camera on on screen like we thought she would because I think I remember yeah Minty was one of those girls where I'm like going oh this was just gonna be she's in it for the long haul and she As just we've said wake up sis Minty Fresh coming through we're still waiting for mm-hmm. yeah um this look though look by Calvin Aquino Barrios hair by Martha Amethyst obsessed with it the color it's so story good. is breathtaking the way this sherbet color just cascades down the back of that ruffle dress it's perfect yes there are a variety of shades of pink but because of this photo shoot and the way she styled it it's impeccable and Mm -hmm. her mug she looks like a porcelain doll i'm obsessed with this look oh it is just like i said it's gorgeous it's such a stunning photo as well as with the background of it being like a, a, a like fruit cocktail around her it's like it perfect. literally is what she looks like a fruit cocktail mm-hmm. yep. i'm sure that would be an, an insult to some people but i it's okay to be a fruit cocktail it is um yeah i really really love this look um probably one of my two favorites i will mm-hmm. give it a toot oh yep it's a toot audience loved it 96 percent toot four percent boot all right. Next up is someone who um, is she. I gotta tell you right now, she's gonna be the polarizing one of the cast. I can tell, and I can tell that she's gonna be my silhouette, <laughs> where I don't want her around because she's gonna be a drama queen. But she's gonna give us drama on TV. I can already it's imagine Bernie. who it is. Oh, it's oh, it's, oh! I thought you were going somewhere else. Okay, nope, thirty-six years old from Manila, um, mm-hmm. originally from Mandaluyong. Bernie stands as one of the most esteemed and established queens in Manila with more than 16 years of experience in the drag scene. As a transgender woman, she has paved the way for inclusivity and acceptance within the community. Gracing the renowned Obar as a regular performer, she exudes an irresistible energy that draws in audiences night after night. A true pillar of strength, Bernie's unwavering dedication to her craft not only supports her family, but also fuels her dreams. Bernie is her actual first name. And again, along with Captivating Cat Cat and Miss Jade So, they are the first transgender contestants on Drag Race Philippines. She has been doing drag for 16 years, performing at Obar for 14 years. She says she's sexy, hottie, seductive, and is called a slut. But oh my God, even based on that trailer, she is going to be drama. These old bitches, they're dramatic. You can tell that she said... I should have been on season one. I am better than everyone. And you are going to make me your star. And mm-hmm. I do not think she's going to get along with anybody. And I am so excited because I think she's going to be silhouette. <laughs> I really she's going to be the silhouette of the season. Yeah. I, yeah. It My was question. just something about her. Like, I thought she might going, I was like, you have the qualifications. Um, I just like when I came down to it, I was just like, I'm just not excited about you. Yeah, like you, I um, like I need you to surprise me. My question the season for her is: she is a season queen for sure. Can she use that experience to take the crown? And I do. I, like I, if she comes in fourth place and is the silhouette of the season, literally, <laughs> I will not be stuck because yeah. they do fit the same um, slot of the season queen who has expectations and is upset that they don't get them fulfilled. Yeah. Um, she was she is very confident in that um meet the queens. Uh, and then you see the preview, you're like, oh, oh, she she is going to cry. Mm-hmm. The look is by Patrick 
a Serena hair by T-Soy. I kind of do like it because I do love that she's giving you the same warm tropical colors, but giving you that green in it as you have the leaves. So yeah. it has this really captivating like gold aura. And then you have the reds in there. And of course we love styled hair. She's got given you that styled wig. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I just don't, I hate that it's a cat suit. I hate that it's a cat suit. I don't, I don't, uh, yeah, the catsuit's the one downside. What I like about the catsuit is how it's, like, the way the shades of the stones come, they do give you, like, the body of it, like, gives you a body illusion. But, yeah, I think it's, like, I don't know, what about, I I don't know, like, even if it was just, like, I don't know what she could have done differently because of the way the rest of the outfit goes. I don't know if, like, if what would have worked other than a catsuit. Well, that, and that's my other thing. It's like, it, did she just add this to an already existing cast? It could have been. She could have been like, this works. And again, like, I I know that some people really make a transformation when they put the makeup on. Mm-hmm. She really makes a transformation when she puts the she makeup does. on. Because she just mm-hmm. aged herself by like 50 years. She's old and she's my age. I look great for my age. <laughs> You know what? I will sometimes look at guys that will hit me up on like Grinder and shit like that. And I'm looking at them going like, how are you 10 years younger than me and look 10 years older than me? I'm like, yes, I know. I don't like to see. I don't do sun. And I guess that's what keeps my youthful glow. But even with my gray hair, I still look younger than you. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, I will get a silk a toot. I, yeah, it's going to get a soft toot for me. Audience, 74% toot, 26% boot. Now, here's some insider um, behind the scenes of the podcast. We were supposed to have another guest with us, and they couldn't make it, whatever. Uh, So the placement of the queens got messed up a little bit. The next two queens tied Mm -hmm. because we literally inversed each other, um, where one of us gave the person an eight and the other person gave them a four. (laughs) So we're just going to go in order of how this printed out for me. Mm-hmm. This person, I gave an eight because they're going to be TV. You gave them a four because I, I, I know exactly why you gave them a four. It is Miss Jade. So 24 years old from Manila, Philippines, originally from Marikina city, Miss Jade. So a fashion design student and a queen of impeccable style lives life as if she were the star of her very own music video. Embracing her identity as a proud transgender woman, she stands as a beacon of unity among her fellow trans women, viewing them not as competitors, but as sisters on a shared journey. With the commanding presence as a body queen and a fierce advocate of doll domination, this power-top nabrazzi is prepared to weave a tapestry of unforgettable fantasies that will live in, leave an everlasting impression. Jade So is her actual first and last name. She is the fourth contestant in the Drag Race franchise to have a number in her drag name after Alaska Thunderfuck 5000, Elliot with two Ts, and Eve 6000. A very interesting combination to be a part of. She is the third contestant in the Drag Race franchise to have the name Jade after Jade Sotomayor and Jade Jolie. Mm-hmm. She, along with Bernie and Captivating Cat Cat, are the first transgender contestants on Drag Race Philippines. She calls her fans SUSOs, which stands for supporters of Miss Jade So. It is also the pluralized form of the Tagalog word for breasts. <laughs> she is a drag relative of Drag Race Philippines Season 1's Evil Queen, Marina Summers, and Prince, as well as Season 2's Olvi Cunt. Question of the season. She is the beauty, 
can the Filipino Bratz doll take home the crown? Now, the thing that I'm very excited is, I think it's important to share the stories of, of transgender people. Yes. She is 24 and you have Captivating Cat Cat and Bernie who are older. Much older. I cannot mm-hmm. wait to see how they all interact and, and hopefully have a very important conversation about their experiences. Um, and I think that's going to be the plot line of this season. And I really, really hope it is. Well, and you also have... Say, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You also have the experience of you having Jiggy Caliente and Kelly Karen being on the right. judging panel who also have the trans experience. So it is going to be an interesting dynamic yes. um, between the three contestants, the two of them. Now, she's 24 years old. And it yeah. shows. It shows. Oh, yes. Um, the only reason I have her as high as I do is because I know that is TV worthy. She is going to be perfect for television despite how annoying it is um if i would have sent you the list i was the original list this she was number she was zero on the bottom number one very at the bottom because her personality came across so grating where i'm like oh my god i feel old hearing this 24 year old talk it was Everything she did was, I, it felt like she was too, like, here's my script. Here's what I'm going to say. Here's every single catchphrase I have left and right. And I'm like, I don't mind that you wanted to come in prepared. But it just, I think for me was, it reminded me of when Simone did her Meet the Queens. Simone started off very much the same way of like straightforward, like this is me. Da, 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 da. And then she had a moment where it was like she let the guard down. And I was like, oh, that's that's who I want to root for. She never did that. It was very much like laser focused. I'm doing this. It also felt like she was like, I guess I'll, I guess I'm here to do this. Like she wasn't, she, there was nothing like excited or like, Ooh, we're having fun. It just felt like, all right, this is what we're doing today. Let's do it. So I will I, I like, want to, I want to see, I want to see the walls break down to see like more of the actual personality, not just the persona. And I will say what I think made me want to give her a little more credit is because I have now met, and interviewed Eva LaQueen, Marina Summers, and Prince, and they're all amazing people. So if they vouch for her, she has to be at least a good person. Exactly, yeah. Because those three are not going to just pick up a random person off the street and be like, be part of our... Be part of our like our house, our collective. Um, let's talk about the look. Uh, look by Kian Pesquale. <laughs> hair by Hairspell Human Hair. Backpack by Marianne Soriano. Jewels by Farah Abu. Nails by Opulent Nails Manila. If she doesn't do Ariana Grande for Snatch Game, I'll be shocked. That oh face God, exactly. is Ariana Grande. That hair mm-hmm. is God is a woman Ariana Grande. Good for her having the body she does because she looks hot. What does not look hot is the back piece because it looks oh. like artsy crafts. It looks, it also looks like it deflated. As I was looking at the picture, I was like, the back piece just doesn't, it doesn't look like it's like the same. It looks deflated. Yeah, it was just like, I felt like the rest of her outfit, like what she's wearing works fine for what the character I think she's trying to go for. The rest of it just feels a little too like arts and crafty. 
And I'm like, and I, and it also feels like for someone like how she was coming across, I felt like she'd be way more painstakingly like, no, no, it needs to look like this kind of feel. Yeah. I just hope that her journey is not two pieces all season long. Cause I don't think Julie's going to be a fan of that. Um, no. But- I guarantee she'll be serving face every, every, every. Oh, she's going to be serving face. It is going to get, it is going to be the, is it going to, is her, is her runway is going to be constantly stop relying on that body. Is it coincidence that her promo photo is she's coming out of a pearl? No. I I was looking at going like, "Mm, she's trying to be, yep. Trying to be a Venus, so Venus to Milo. I will give Uh, her a toot. It's going to, it's going to get a toot for me. Yeah. Audience 69% toot, 31% boot. So, as I said, this is now the inverse. You gave this queen eight points. I gave her four points. 37 years old from Takaluban City. It's Nicole Pardo. In the realm of Cebu Drag, Nicole Pardo shines as the face of Cebu Drag. Your favorite MILF proudly represents the dynamic drag queen of the Queen City of the South. Venturing into drag during this challenging times of the pandemic, she aims to defy stereotypes and demonstrate that Sibulana drag queens embody more than just their feisty and fierce attitude. Nicole Pardo is here to showcase the depths of her artistry and captivate audiences with her unique flair. Nicole Pardo is the second contestant in the Drag Race franchise to be named Nicole after RuPaul's Drag Race Season 2 contestant, Nicole Page Brooks. Nicole Page Brooks. She loves glamorous things, showing her cleavage as her twins need to be seen. They are known as Tiffany and Chanel. Mm -hmm. She has been with her boyfriend for 11 years and is rooting for her. How sweet. She is known for dancing as that is her background, having started way back in elementary school. Now, my question for her is she is the dancing diva. Will she need that experience to save herself from the bottom? I feel like she might. She feels a little green, even though she's 37 years old. You know, she was one when I was doing my, she was lower originally. And then I was doing my second rewatch it was like she became more likable the second time around. And I was like, you know what? Your personality, I do like it better than like a couple of these girls. So that's why she got pushed up. And it was like, I'm like, it was something about her that was just like, I, I kind of want to see you do well. I think you have what it takes to be fun. And you know, if she ends up being the lip sync assassin, you know, at least that's going to get, that's going to get you at least three, three to four episodes. She's definitely going to be the breastplate plate queen. Mm-hmm. Um, at least in this picture, it doesn't look like a breastplate. Like there is correct. somewhere you're like, you can see it's a breastplate. This one's like, nope, th- those look like, like she's serving realness. Her look, I am so fascinated and mixed by. Look is by the yeah. of Brianna Loray, hair by V. Ponche, jewels by Juliana Fox. Another one looks with that the way she contours the nose, it looks like she was punched in the face because there's so much like pink around it. Yeah, the Paris nose contour looks really weird. The outfit looks like a lot of things stuffed onto a leotard bikini or not a leotard um, bathing suit. When she stands with it, I'm like, wait, it kind of looks good. Why do they have her laying down? Oh, yeah, because if you look at the picture of her in the group shot, they have her standing, and it looks like it's giving, like, this, like, like different shape. But here they're like, we're going to lay you down on, like, as if you're, like, the umbrella of the drink. Yeah. Right. It, terrible, terrible photo here. Um, but I do love the colors. I think the colors are stunning. The blonde hair works perfectly for this. It's kind of giving me um, Pamela Anderson. 
Uh, yeah, she is. She is giving you that like ni- that like nineties little sex kitten. Yeah. So I'm mixed on the look because I think the prom- solo promo they did did her dirty. Um, what are your thoughts? It's like what they did with Monica Ruby Lills. Her solo one has like the thing like kind of showing her uh, her vag area, but then the group shot it's like laid flat, and you're like, why 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 just lay flat for her? I'm like, what? I like I like the image. I like the I like it. Like I said, I've been loving like this, like the kind of like just over the topness of like the summer theme. Um, the look is a lot of fun. I do agree. Yeah, like standing up. I do like it more than it is like laid down, but I like the ideas that they had behind it. But yeah, but it's like, yeah, it's just a weird positioning for like her look. I will give her a soft two. Yeah, she gets a two for me, a regular two. Audience 60% two, 40% boot. Okay, moving forward. This next person, I feel like... um, they have a lot to live up to. And I think if they had a different name, perhaps I would have a little more love for her mm-hmm. uh, simply because um, she has a lot to live up to. And I don't think she's going to pop off. Tay. It is 22 years old, tiny deluxe uh, from Pasig Metro Manila, uh, originally from Gasan. Despite being a relative newcomer to the industry, Tiny Deluxe refuses to dwell in the shadow of her drag mother, Drag Race Philippines Season 1's Venus Deluxe. With two years of experience under her belt, this multi-talented queen showcases her vocal prowess, impeccable fashion sense, and razor-sharp humor to ascend to the apex of the drag world. Tiny Deluxe is a force to be reckoned with, proving that true greatness knows no boundaries of time or experience. Tiny is the drag daughter of Drag Race Philippines Season 1 contestant Venus Deluxe, making... Didi Marie Holiday, her drag grandmother. She is the first queen on Drag Race Philippines to be born in the 21st century. <laughs> Tiny, alongside Drag Race Thailand alumni Amavdiva and Kana Warrior, made a brief appearance on the second season of Queen of the Universe during a segment where a compilation of audition tapes were shown. I don't remember seeing it because I don't remember seeing the name, but she was there apparently. She is a live singing drag queen and she's a big girl who wants to break stereotypes because big girls can be fashion queens too. Mm-hmm. Question of the season. She's got a lot to live up to with her fan favorite mama. Will she match the icon known as Venus Deluxe? I don't think so. I, I did not get that vibe because Venus is TV magic. Venus is yeah, Venus is TV magic. I think because I think Venus is it's like you know what it is. It's the Alyssa Edwards to Plastic Tierra. Alyssa Edwards is just effervescent, unintentionally funny, and Plastique was a little too serious. Where yeah. I feel like Tiny's in not like I don't think she's serious. I think she's I think she's she's gearing for the crown. She wants to do better than Mama. Um, but it is she's she is very much she was giving me the. I think she has a drive to do well. It's just a matter of like how she excels. Yeah. Um, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, this look, look by Aaron Montoya, hair by Jufel Gomez. You would never know she's a big girl based on this look because of the way they positioned her and the way the ruffles are. Mm-hmm. But when you see it moving, you're like, Whoa, okay, there's a lot. There's way too much on top. It is way too top heavy. That mm-hmm. being said, ruffles clearly was the category here. Um, I do love the color combo um, with the proportions that hair needs to be 
triple that size. Yeah, I do think, well, you know, it's just tiny, tiny hair. Well, that's the joke, though. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I do. Yeah, I think if the hair was bigger to match the volume in her ruffles, I think it would have been like good. But I do think having the small hair really does emphasize like her mug. And I do think I do think she has a very pretty face. Now, do you think the show had to get licensing to get these uh, Lisa Frank dolphins? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know they're, they they found some like uh, cheap knockoff they're slightly different but this was the one that screamed oh this is a Lisa Frank dream come true yeah uh, watch we find out that all these um, backgrounds are like AI generated and then I'm going to be so upset mm-hmm. I don't know I'm so mixed because I have so much love for Venus and I'm so scared time is not going to be that girl I don't know. I think she's going to try so hard to not be her mom. And I also like, again, I don't know because of season one, there are a lot of natural bonds and alliances made in mm-hmm. the workroom. I don't know what her alliance is going to be, especially having a family member in the room. Yeah. I don't even know if they've met because of um, we'll talk. Well, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want her to do well. I do want her to do well because he also she also is she also is giving me um a touring vibe and mm-hmm. you know how much I love touring. So it was just like yeah. I was like the vibe for the touring vibe was there. I think that's why I put her higher than I if if I did the vibe wasn't there. Um but and also I feel like I want her to do better because I felt like they kind of shat on Tureen in season one. And I really want them to be like prove that you're not like that you're not fat phobic and give the let the big girl actually have a chance. I will give her a soft toot. Slightly harder toot than yours. Audience, 83% toot, 17% boot. All right, this next queen is going to be number four in the world of our top four. Um, And she is there simply because of you. I gave her five (laughs) points. You gave her 11. It's Dee Dee Marie Holiday, currently from San Francisco, California, but originally from Tayabas. Didi Marie Holiday is a notable figure of the drag world for all for well over a decade and celebrated not only for her enchanting performances, but also for her unwavering advocacy for AIDS awareness and LGBTQIA plus rights. Amidst the challenges posed by the pandemic, she temporarily withdrew from the world of drag and sought solace in the United States. Now returning to her beloved Philippines, she rekindles her love and passion for the art of drag, ready to reignite stages with her unparalleled talent. She is the drag daughter of Drag Race Thailand 1's Jaja. She is the drag mother of Drag Race Philippines Season 1 Brigading and Venus Deluxe, as well as Drag Den's Maria Castrina. She is a gorgeous, glamorous, and delicious desperate housewife. She's been doing drag for 13 years, and she says she's an actress and great lip syncer who can dance and move. Well, at least try. Okay. My question this season... She's giving me serious, precious Paul and Nicole vibes. Can she use the same playbook to take home the crown? You know, I didn't know she was Venus's mother, but when I looked at the picture, when they said someone like Venus's daughter was there, I was like, is it Dee Dee? Because I, I swear that's Venus's face. Now I know where Venus got her face from. Correct. But I think she was the boot. I hate this fucking look. I hate this look. I was like, girl, that's not it. But can I tell you this bitch one interview? She stole. I she 
I am a fan. She stole me with her, with her with her Meet the Queens. I felt she was like she came across so warm, so funny. I don't know if she's going to do well, but I was like, I am cheering for you because I want you to do well. And I'm all, you know, and I was, and I didn't think, well, French Paul Nicole, I had her low last year. When, <laughs> she, when did you, I have her last year? You were number one. Yes, I know. Yeah, My number one went, went, went third. So it was still Precious high. Paul Nicole, I love you. You know that. She follows me now. I love her. I know. Um, she's my favorite. I love her so much. And that's why I think Didi is so exciting. But you can't have another Precious Paul and Nicole win. It is. It's hard when you have someone that's like, who who's like matches the like the the pedigree of the winner before but it is that thing where it's like are we just going to do the same winner or are we going to try to amp things up and give you some variety it's just hard when you have someone who's like good knowing knowing that precious um is in a girl group with brigadig and venus who is the Didi's her mother, their mother. Mm-hmm. Like it all makes sense. Yeah. They bring so much fun and joy and vibrancy. And I think that's what is so beautiful about the Filipino drag scene. So I'm very excited to see Didi perform. I'm also very excited to see how she brings the American influence into mm-hmm. Drag Race Philippines. Obviously, we saw um, Gigi Era last year bring the Australian. It bombed, mm-hmm. which might say a lot about Drag Race and Under. Um, mm-hmm. Didi in San Francisco, that's a huge drag scene. Um, a very, very talented pool of people. If she can make yep. it there, we probably could make it here. But I'm just worried I, I am, yeah, she, I have high hopes for her. She's she's my girl that I have high hopes for. This look, uh, Romilly Sonnenton, hair by Point Wigaloo Enterprise, jewelry by Michael Charles. Um, she said, I don't know what a stone is. <laughs> I don't know what is. You know what? I don't what? know how to make things flashy. If, if, the, if the brief was beach like summer holiday this is if her character is a desperate housewife this does fit her character a basic yes. swimsuit with a little like cat with a flowy thing perfect and i do like that you can see it more in the other in the group photo that she has a side piece of a cocktail attached that i think is cute and campy but when you compare her to everyone else it was like it's literally did, flat. They, not, did they not give you the full brief did they just give you half a brief did they were they flushing with you no, the, again, it is summer. Mm-hmm. It's not drag. I need drag. Yeah. Compared to everything else we've seen from the girls for this preview, it's like they were giving you drag and she is giving you like, hi, I just left, uh, I just left um, you know, Macy's and was like, this is a cute outfit. Yeah, I, I'm very, very excited for her. I do not have mm-hmm. high expectations of her um journey simply based on the look, but again, prove mm-hmm. me wrong. Because again, I, if you're uh, bring it in being Celeste, I am here for it. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Uh this look though, it's a boot. It's a boot, yeah. Compared to everything else, yeah. Audience 14% to 86% boot. Moving forward, we were very, very close on this queen. And it's very interesting because I keep on forgetting she exists. But then I'm like, wait, I liked her. It is Matilda from Quezon City. Um, 
From the vibrant regions of Ilocos, Matilda proudly proclaims herself a multimedia drag superstar, leaving an indelible mark across various print and digital media platforms. She channels her artistic talents as an events designer and florist, transforming her creative visions into breathtaking looks. With each dazzling appearance, Matilda astounds the audience with a fusion of daring stunts, awe-inspiring dance moves, and an unrivaled creative spirit. Her parents are unaware of her drag career, despite being featured in different articles and billboards. She is known for her high-energy performances with the kicks and the splits. She was part of Drag Cartel at Nectar Nightclub and won on her first try. She is excited for the design challenges she has been doing arts and crafts most of her life. She has also done floral and event design. Now, my question this season is, she is fond of the U.S. Drag Race franchise the most. Will her love for the original translate to the ways of the Filipino version? Because she did give me Americana vibes. Yeah. I think she's, I, I think so. That's why I placed her so high. Plus, I love her name, Matilda. Like, she had one of the best names. She has also given me a little bit, like, um, face-wise, does give me a hint of Marina Summers. Like, sure. there's a hint there. I think it might just be because of the hair. Um but I think I, I she was giving me like high hopes. Like I think she's gonna be one of the like one of the ones that like people might sleep on, and then all of a sudden she's just like, oh damn, she's still here, she's still going. Yeah. I think that could be her story. I mean, you gave mm-hmm. her a nine, I gave her a ten. Um, and again, the fact that they told us already her story plot line is her parents don't know. It's gonna yeah, be oh, exactly it's gonna be oh, used. exactly. Um, so I have a feeling that's gonna be a plot line we have for a while. Let's talk about this look. The hair is by mm-hmm. Martha Amethyst. I don't know how Martha Amethyst is, but she's done a lot of girls' hairs. Oh, uh, yeah, she's, she's, she, she, got, she was busy this summer, yeah. Everything I said about Dee Dee Marie Holiday, forget I just said it because she's not wearing a single fucking piece of glam on her, but she gives you drama. The color combination of orange and fuchsia mm-hmm. is one of the most pleasing, soothing color combos I think ever exists. And well, it's also so stunning. It's also too like you notice that she her um, breast cups on her top are seashells. So it's like yeah. it's still in the theme. So even though it's not glitz and glamour or shiny, it's still a beautiful color combination. And it's giving you have a lot of like volume in her like kind of like capey thing that's like attached to her top. But you have the shells on top because she's wearing pants. None of these other girls are wearing pants. But it's like she's it's like she's like, oh, yeah, I'm wearing the pants. I don't want my legs to get burned until I'm ready. Literally, to pants take in off. the summer is a boss ass bitch power move. Mm-hmm, that's me. Pants in the summer. I, I just love the color combination. It kind I, I don't know why, but kind of reminds me of like the Simple Life Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie vibes. Maybe it's the face <laughs> or the pose. She just looks pose, like yeah. I'm here and I'm pretty and you love me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I will give this look a toot. Oh, it's a toot for me. Audience, 61% toot, 39% boot. All right, we're in our top two. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very close. It was really separated by one point because this person I gave 12, my most excited for, you only give 10. And her name is Arizona Brandy, 26 years old from Cabo, Cabo City, Philippines. 
Arizona effortlessly fuses together a pedestrian chic style and her own brand of humor, drawing audiences in with her irresistible presence. A self-proclaimed Adele impersonator, Arizona <laughs> takes this stage by a storm at Rapture, a popular drag bar in Cabal, and is drag mm -hmm. mother to the Rapture royalties. With a mischievous grin, she utters her iconic catchphrase, Shapono, which means bottoms up. As yep. she downs a full bottle of beer, perfectly embodying her philosophy of not taking life or drag too seriously. Her original drag name was Arizona Balayana. She decided to replace her last name with Brandy because of her fondness with drinking. She is the second mm -hmm. queen to use a name of a USA in her drag name after Alaska. Oh my God, Alaska. second of Alaska. Mm -hmm. She was one of the mudras on the first season of Mudra Kells. She is a beauty queen that just happens to be funny. Her claim to fame is drinking and taking shots. There's no chaser. She has fresh breath and her wigs smell nice, and that sets her apart from other drag queens. I'm sorry. This was one of the best interviews I've ever seen on. Drag I was Race. so happy that she was number one, that her name was the highest out of everyone, because she set the bar, I think, so high. And I think that's also. Having Astrid follow her was just like a complete opposite. Right. So it was like, well, the energy is not the same because Arizona, I think originally I had her a little more mid watching everyone again. I was like, you know what? Not many. I'm almost like the my the two that I put a higher were like the only two that was like, oh, yeah, I got you a lot more. But I'm like, going, yeah, no, she's three. Yeah, you, you're going to be high for me because I think your personality showed and when she said i'm a beauty queen that has to be funny i was like going you know you know who you are and i was like i'm here for it i think she's gonna be a lot of fun to watch my question the season she's unintentionally funny queen can a combo of looks and comedy be this recipe for success once again and that's mm -hmm. why i'm scared because again she's not giving me full-on paul uh, pressure paul nicole vibes but she's giving me what i like out of drag and that's camp and comedy um, exactly and Again, just watching that first interview, I was like, I'm so excited to watch the rest of these because she popped off. Oh, she was having so much fun in that interview chair, too. I liked it. Her look is by Gerard Quiguet, hair by Jonah Quinn, nails by Claw Couture. Now, again, she says in the bio that I got that she's pedestrian chic. There's nothing pedestrian about this look. Mm -hmm. um, she is giving you orange peel realness. I love that she is going with this texture um, of vinyl because it does work for the influence. Um, she looks like a queen you're about to drink. Yep. I love that she's like, oh, I'm gonna, my look will be a cocktail. I'm going to give you a cocktail and you're going to just lap it up. It's it's so well done and it's so campy because if you look at the image, you're like, oh, that's that that's not a real orange. No, that's her mm -hmm. back piece. Like that is literally that's her back part piece. of the costume. Part of the costume. Um, she got a little uh, umbrella in her hair, and the hair is so well done. I think she is going to be a standout on mm -hmm. this cast. Yeah, I'm excited to see what she does. Now, obviously, being from a city that's not Manila, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how she interacts, who she knows, blah, 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 blah. Um, but she seems like she is the star of Kubao, and I can't wait. I can't mm -hmm. wait. It's a toot. Oh, it's a toot. Audience, 96% toot, 4% boot. So if we've done the math, friends, we know who our final queen is. And... Um, yeah, I predicted that Precious was going to put her number one here. Um, oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
I give her 11 points. You gave her 12 points. It is Ovi Kant, 24 years old from Manila. Born in the province of Cavite, Ovi Kant embraces her enigmatic persona as the enigmatic provocateur, fearlessly delving into the edgier realms of drag. Unafraid, unafraid to showcase the darker side of her art, Ovi Kunt stands alongside fellow DRPH alums, Eva Queen, Marina Summers, and Prince, are united in their mission. Together, they envision a new era of Filipino drag where boundaries are shattered and creativity knows no limits. The initials OV of her original drag name stood for <laughs> Olivia Virgin. She then discovered the Scandinavian vowel Uve while long pressing the O key on her phone's keyboard, which she learned was meant to express disgust hunt came from a friend of hers that told her she came off as bitchy while in drag she is a drag sister of draggers philippine season one contestants evil queen Marina summers and prince and is a drag relative to fellow season two contestant miss jade so she thinks she will excel at the design challenge she says at her show you'll get a what the fuck is happening moment including performance art a fashion show and life you get her i you get her sir her. I was like, the moment I saw her it going through, I was like, who's she? I'm here for the fact it's like the horns of it, you know, as a, as a Taurus fellow, you know, support the sister with the bull. I love the fact that the, the look is part flower, yet it could also be vaginal. Right. And I was like, I... And the the colors around it. I also love how it just looks. She's coming out of a out of a, she's coming out of a cunt. You know, sorry people who don't like the word. Um, it, it just like it was very much like she's one of those queens where I'm like going, oh, I love your aesthetic. I love a girl who's like I, I think it's like that like dark, but yet can still be light. Yeah. Um, question of the season for her is she's got a lot of personality and fun. Can she become a fan favorite and snatch the crown? I have this weird gut feeling that she's going to be the Venus and she's going to be out in a position that you're like, no. Mm -hmm. Um, Her look is by Jaggy. Now, I know that you see Bull and it's there, but it's also, it's part of the flower that she's representing. And that's what's so cool about this. Oh, okay. I will say the purple compared to everybody else is dark. Mm -hmm. But I don't think she or the show cared because it's such a good look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I also I like that it's so dark compared. It really, it really makes the red pop more. But yeah. yeah well, but you would put her in the cast shot. It's like it's also. But when you put her in the cast shot, your eyes dull to her, dark to her because right. her look is so dark. So it's like you know she's thinking. You know. Um, I will say I, I do not care for the no brow drag. Um, it is not for me. I'm sorry, Valentina. <laughs> I just am not here for it. So that's my only issue with her face. Mm-hmm. But just just the way that she has painted those eyes and then yeah. white contacts, it's so evocative. I mean, she is going to give you such amazing high quality drama. I can tell. Mm-hmm. Already. And again, if you are associated with Eva Queen Marina Summers and Prince, you have to be fun, good people. Yeah. I, I think this is going to be a fun one. I will give her a toot. Oh, she got the toot for me as well. Audience, 91% toot, 9% boot. So those are our 12 contestants of season two. Woo-hoo. Now, I always love to end the podcast and share the Instagram count. 
Now, this is from a week ago. Things might have changed, mm-hmm. but here, um, here's what we're going to do. You're going to tell me who you think is number one. Do not cheat. Oh, I, uh, I, number one, I'm, I'm, my guess is Miss Jade So. All right, let's go through it. 2,622 for Nicole Pardo. 4,063 for Captivating Cat Cat. 4,338 for Astrid Mercury. 4,894 for Didi Marie Holiday. 5,002 for Hanabeshi. 5,854 for Bernie, 6,040 for Arizona Brandy, 6,233 for Matilda, 6,338 for Ovi Kunt, 7,633 for Rushka Levels, 16.4 thousand for Tiny Deluxe, probably had the Deluxe help there. Yeah. But yeah, 30.9K, Miss Jade So. It was just... One of the, um, one of the YouTube channels I'll watch are these two... I guess there would be twinks um, that do. Tell that me show. about them. I like twinks. Um, they're like, uh, there are a couple either. I think they're somewhere in the Midwest um, and they would just do the recap. They'll like watch the episode, recap it, but they would do like a lot of the other drag race shows. So they did the meet the Queens and they were like the moment Miss Jane. So came on, they were like <gasps> fawning over her and just reading the comments. Everyone was like, Miss Jane. So Miss Jane. So Miss Jane. So, so it was like, People are going to love her. I know for me, she's, I'm not vibing because it does feel like I'm 43. You're half my age. And I'm just the like. The second she said she's a Filipino brat stall, you know, the sugar and spice stands came over. Oh, exactly. They're like, who? Who? Yes. Um, do, do I have to do a YouTube channel? Is that how I'm going to be famous? I would get canceled. The shit I say in this podcast, people might cancel me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm very That's controversial, I think. Sometimes. That's a lot. <laughs> um, I can't wait. I am so excited that this cast is ready to play um, Drag Race Philippines. They have a lot of work to do for this season to be as good as the first season, which I will stand by and say it is one of the best franchises out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what happens, I guess, right? Especially with what we have right now. Like, I will say Mexico and, and France are both on an upline with, like, you know, the, the shows. But that premiere of Down Under, my God, was it bad. Friends, we'll get to it. Don't you worry. Mm. Um, I had mixed reactions. <laughs> I had people say it was so good. I've had other people say it was so bad. And I will talk about it for you. You um, you, you discuss. Yeah. It's going to be a wild summer because mm-hmm. everything is not American. <laughs> Yep. Mm-hmm. Because we won't. Yep. Where the states are done, unless we get a ver- unless we start seeing when versus the world comes back, we'll get some U.S. girls. But they're not the ones I'm excited about on the versus no, the world no, show. No. All right. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Uh, you can find me on the Ven- on the Venmo at Precious Envy. Uh, Instagram is Harry is Precious is Harry. Uh, Twitter, because I'm still going to dead name it, uh, is um, the Envy of Precious. And yeah, just be around. You can follow me on Instagram to see if I have any gigs. Uh, or if I'm at a bar, you can say hi. Amazing. Well, mm-hmm. thank you so much for being here. No problem.